0: Welcome to the RNA Outdoors podcast, where expert advice becomes real results. At RNA, we are public land DIY conservationists that like to share our passion for the outdoors. So join us and our team as we interview professionals in the industry to share insight knowledge that helps make hunters and anglers more successful.
1: He knew he wasn't going to be able to hunt, so he didn't even tell us until he, came out here. And he he could have stopped us in Reno before we drove six hours away, you know, and then all we did is end up, you know, drinking beer, shooting guns, and driving rangers, and we saw a bunch of elk and deer, but it was, it was yeah, speaking of, uh, you don't like Vegas, me and the old lady walked into Bellagio, sat down at a bar, yeah, we'll have two martinis,
2: yeah, that's $36, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can have these back. So I left the free wine area to follow you to chase you down. So I want you to know that.
0: What were they
2: serving? Uh, imported um, European wine.
0: Ooh, red or white?
2: Uh, whatever you wanted. Fat Mike wants to eat.
1: He's looking at me, dude. We gotta pay and get out of here. Here, sign my check. I can't write. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of the place you used to hunt that had a interesting name? Bloody
3: Oh Bloody Dick,
2: Craig?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Bloody yep. Dick. Yeah. Like some airline gal at the kiosk, you know, like No, tomorrow is uh kids' day at the show, so they might enjoy it. So are you gonna go then? So? I um unfortunately probably I'm a little too big now to participate in some of the child activities, so I probably won't be going.
3: We ended up rolling a ranger and having a good time.
1: And he parked a John Deere tractor and flattened the tires and welded it to the fence so no one can get past it. Yeah, so I think that's that kind of sparks my fancy. Not that I don't like eating a lot and drinking a lot and shooting stuff out of a pickup, but...
0: All right. Well, I'm sitting here in the Grand Sierra Resort right now in Sheep Week in Reno, Nevada. And I managed to run into uh, three guys that uh, I used to go to school with in Butte, Montana Tech. And uh, it's actually kind of neat because every time I come to Reno, I try to hook up with some of these guys and just have a discussion, catch up with them and see how life's going, how things are happening. And we actually all were able to catch up at the uh, sheep show today. So that was a good time. So Sitting in the room right now, um, I've got three guys here that are going to give their introductions and talk about themselves a little bit. So, Seth? Uh, My name
2: is Seth Alexander. I've known Lucas for about 12 years, you think? That's longer than that. Longer than that, maybe. Um, I haven't seen him in a few years. I've been gone from school for 12 years, so uh great to run into you at the sheep show today had my first time attending had a great time
0: i was walking down one of the exhibit halls and i hear my name like faintly like lucas and i turn around and i look and i'm like you got to be kidding me (laughs) i didn't even know you were here in in reno so so i left the free wine area
2: to follow you to chase you down so (laughs) i want you to know that what were they serving (laughs) Uh, imported um, European wine. Ooh, red
0: or white? Uh, whatever you wanted. Okay, nice. Mikey?
3: Yes, Mike Rooley. Um I met Lucas in what What year did you start at Tech? 90, 2000. 2000. 2000. Yeah. Okay, we played football at Tech. Scary then, enough. Um, been able to hook up with Lucas a few times whenever he comes up here to Reno, and that's about it. <laughs>
0: Mike, you're a you're a semi outdoorsman. You're getting back into it now. Getting
3: back into it. It's been a while. Um, used to hunt a lot in Montana, but it's uh, finally started putting back in for tags the last couple of years. So cool. Get back into it.
0: We used to have a nickname for Mike when we played football. We we won't bring that up today, but uh, yes, we will. <laughs> so that might segue into Mr. Shogren's introduction. <laughs>
1: My name is Paul Shogren. I've been in Reno for about 10 years now. I went to school with Mike and and Lucas and Seth. And Mike and I are the same year. Lucas is a couple years behind Mike and I. And uh, I ended up in Reno from another guy, Tyler Houston, who's a member of uh, RNA Outdoors. And so we're all the same year. And he actually brought me up to Reno before he skedaddled to go to Dubai. I've been here like i say 10 years and it's a really great place for outdoors it's uh, yeah hunting opportunities pretty incredible
0: i like reno i mean it's for me it's close enough to california but it's not but you've got really good fishing i enjoy fishing on the Truckee, on the california side but um is there pretty good hunting in this area i mean i I don't know is it is it like mule deer country or
1: yeah it's it's all mule deer. You can get an archery tag year, every year if you want. If you want the good rifle tags, you're going to wait a couple of years. Okay. You're get a, a wilderness cow tag every year if you want. Uh, bull tags, you're probably waiting, f- you know,
0: normally probably seven to ten years. Wow. Is there decent elk in this area? Is it the Reno Tahoe Forest, or is it? No, it's more out towards, uh, like, Elko, the okay. center part
1: of the state, the eastern part of the state, up by Jackpot. Okay. This is where I...
0: Where I do most of my elk hunting, jackpot, In the
1: garbage wilderness, yeah.
0: Hit the jackpot and jackpot. Yep.
1: So you wouldn't guess it looking at jackpot, but about 20 miles from there, there's some huge elk herds.
0: Yeah. So speaking of Tyler Houston and kind of that area of of Nevada, didn't didn't Tyler like draw a tag a few years ago and invite you guys up to go deer hunting with him? And how, how did all that end up?
3: Uh, yeah, he did. Um, we went out. We had a had a really good time. didn't Didn't do a whole lot of hunting, but uh, you got
1: to tell the story about the tag.
3: <laughs> yeah, so we we all we all get ready to go out and help out Tyler with his his elk hunt and um, deer or deer. Excuse me. You're right. And um, we we get out there, and Tyler thought he had drawn a tag, um, but evidently there was a problem with his his credit card. He would switched credit cards, and the expiration date was different, so he didn't actually have a tag and so we all drove six hours away and went up there before he finally broke it to us that he didn't even have a tag so we ended up rolling a ranger and having a good time
0: (laughs) I'm sure it still was a good time is there's usually always a good time when you're with Tyler but when I think it was I don't even think he told me that story I think you told me that story Mike that you guys all busted up there and we're getting ready to go mule deer hunting. And, oh, by the way, guys, I, and I think he even said he went to Nevada Fish and Wildlife and tried to contact him, and they basically told him, sorry, man, you are you didn't get a tag for this unit. So,
1: so he did draw, but when he was overseas, something happened where his phone number, they couldn't call him to contact and get his current credit card so they could hit his credit card and give him the tag. So it showed he was successful on the Internet, but he never got the tag in the mail, because he's working overseas, so he rolls up to the endow to get the t- replacement tag, pay the ten buck replacement fee or whatever it was, and they said, "Yeah, it says you're you're uh, you're you're uh, successful," but uh, huh, there's something weird here. And so she starts typing away like some airline gal at the kiosk, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> and she and then she goes in the back and brings somebody else out. Well, uh, yeah, we couldn't hit your credit card, so you're you are successful, we couldn't hear your credit card, so you don't have a tag. So he came all the way from Dubai to go hunt, didn't have a tag, and he knew he wasn't going to be able to hunt, so he didn't even tell us. But until, he still
0: came out here.
1: And he, he could have stopped <laughs> us in Reno before we drove six hours away. You know, and then oh, all we geez. did is end up you know, drinking beer, shooting guns, and driving rangers. And we saw a bunch of elk and deer, but it was, it was still fun, but it was kind of.
3: Yeah, Paul, Paul and I went out there a day or two after they – the rest of the group had found out but um none of us none of them let us know that he didn't have a tag so they let that is
0: so typical of tyler though i mean i I could tell some more stories i'm not going to but that just doesn't surprise me one bit that he thought he had the tag and he didn't have the tag and actually successfully drew it but didn't have the tag in his pocket that's funny seth what about you do you apply do you apply here in nevada or uh,
2: I did not apply in Nevada this year. I did hunt back in Utah. That's still kind of our home base. Um, did a general season deer hunt back there. Um, unfortunately, had to kind of work part of the time as well, so didn't get to do as much hunting as I'd like to. Uh, but I do do a little predator hunting out here. I'm working about 20 miles um, east of town, and I will say that there are probably more coyotes here than anywhere i've ever lived before
0: really are you calling them in on a game call or yeah cool that's not out by the the cat house is it
2: Uh, kind of the general
0: area but we try not to do shoot too near the cat house (laughs) if we can (laughs) avoid it is that actually still in is it still oh yeah there's two of them really (laughs) jesus i thought that was like a thing of the past but Mm -mm. crazy (laughs) Paul, you hunted this last year, yeah. right? You had a pretty successful season.
1: Yeah, I had a uh up north uh at 014 which is up by Gerlach 2 hours north of here. It was a muzzleloader tag, uh mule deer tag packed in about 2 miles of this area. They kind of there's a private landowner that owns like a little corner and he parked a John Deere tractor and flattened the tires and welded it to the fence so no one can get past it. Jesus. And so you're actually kind of hunting off and on private public land, but, um, so anyway, we packed in there and there was a lot of deer in there. I shot a decent, like, 24-inch, four-point.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: And then I had a, a doe antelope tag and I also had a cow elk tag. So I shot the doe antelope a couple days after that buck and then, uh, in second week in October, I went, uh, Uh, hunt for that cow elk and I was supposed to go with a group of people and pack into the wilderness but ended up having to do a bid and I couldn't make it when everybody else was doing it so I went myself kind of did a solo wilderness hunt and everyone was telling me no you shouldn't go what if you shoot one you're not going to be able to pack it out well I kind of made it a personal challenge I'm going to go in there and shoot one pack it out myself and prove everybody wrong so went and did that shot it on the second day and then took the next two days packing it out And when I got home, I Google mapped it. I shot it five and a half miles from the trailhead. Nice. So, three trips, you know, five and a half miles in and out. So, that's 11
0: miles per round trip. So, I did 33 miles just packing meat. Elk hunting is not for the faint of heart. No, so I was pretty pooped. That's nice. Yeah, we packed out two bowls in September when we went up in Montana, and they were three to five mile packouts, too. And it's, you start throwing you know, hundred pounds in your pack on your back, it after a while it starts to get pretty tiring. Oh yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. So sheep show today. What were your <clears throat> overall thoughts about the sheep show, Seth? Anything that did you buy any hunts? Did you win any sheep tags or I did not win
2: anything. Um I suppose I could go back tomorrow and uh try again. Uh I did not purchase a hunt. Uh saw some people that I had talked to before about it. Uh at different, uh, hunting shows. Um, so, you know,
0: the show's not over. We'll have to see what happens. Anything you have your eye on or is there anything on your bucket list there that you saw that would be pretty sweet to, to do?
2: Uh, well, I am a little more focused on predator hunting than, um, than uh, a lot of other animals. So, um, I'm, I'm on the hunt for the right, uh, wolf hunt right now.
0: Really? Yeah specifically in like what state are you looking like idaho uh, or montana or? idaho
2: seems to have uh, a lot of really good options there uh, for the wolf hunting and, and a lot of times you can it's pretty easy to combine it um, with an elk hunt or with a deer yeah. hunt yeah what about up in canada um i have looked at that um but it, it would kind of be a luxury to hop in the truck and be in idaho in eight hours and, and sure. be hunting
0: yeah i know some of the like the Alaskan hunts you can do like caribou diy hunts and you can add on like wolf tags because they've got some big timber wolves up there i mean huge alaskan style wolves but what other i mean are you specific to coyotes do you have you shot any bobcats or
2: uh no there there is a lot of uh, uh mountain lion out there and there are some uh uh trapping licenses I believe they give out, but uh for the most
0: part it's uh strictly coyotes. Are there cats in this area? Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's bobcats, there's there's mountain lions. Uh
0: do they come down and mess with people in the lower part of town or do they actually, stay
1: a couple of years ago they trapped one at the Harris downtown. Really? Oh yeah. Um Peavine, which is the kind of the bald mountain back here, they always run dogs back in there. They usually kill a few in there every year. Uh, about a month ago, I was out checker hunting, and my dog went out, and <clears throat> he was pointing some birds, and they, and they busted, and they kind of flew around in front of me. I shot one, and I looked up, and I was calling him to come down to fetch the bird, and probably, I don't know, 15 feet away from the dog was a bobcat that was probably almost double the size of my dog. Really? At first, I thought it was a lion, but <clears throat> as I ran away, it didn't have a
0: tail, so it was just a yeah jumbo bobcat. Wow. He's been eating good. Oh, yeah. That's a big cat. He, yeah, he was big. Do they do lion hunting in this area? Or? Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. there's quite a few. There's, like, outfitters that go out of uh, Winnemucca, Elko, that area. And I think, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that cat hunt's legal t- uh, all year round. So if you wanted to lion hunt and you had got dogs that had good dry noses, you could run them all year. But, you know, usually they
0: run them in the snow so they could yeah. so find the track. Yeah, now it seems to be kind of the, I know, like, in Utah and most states they're doing a lot of the the lion hunting right now a lot of the outfitters are
1: that's cool and anybody can buy one it's just over the counter
0: yeah i like for us in california you i could go hunt one in utah or idaho but i can't bring the actual animal back in the state of california
1: didn't the director of fish and game get fired over that
0: yeah so he went to colorado he shot a mountain lion and uh he actually didn't bring the cat back. He had the life size mount done, I believe, in Colorado and um they basically terminated him over that. It was it was just it, he didn't even bring the animal back into the state. And it's it's against the law to have one. And the crazy thing about California is is the mount lines have have totally devastated the deer po- a lot of the deer populations and some of the better units mm-hmm. i was hunting in december uh in the S- eastern sierras and uh we had come across three different um lying kills I don't believe it. and two of the bucks were actually pretty good one was a mid 25 you know inch four by four which in california terms for mule deer that's a big buck mm-hmm. so but yeah it's i'm not even going to get into we well, were already talking about some of the politics in that state what makes you wonder being in an outdoors and why you live there? But the weather's pretty nice. So, so Mike, you've got a past history. Did you used to hunt when you were a kid, like in Dillon, or
3: yep, just outside of Dillon. Usually, oh, uh, well, between Dillon and Butte, mo- most of the time we'd go every year and got our elk almost every year and usually shot a deer. So, um, a yeah, fair amount when I was young, but uh, taking I I don't know, fifteen. 20 year break sure starting to get, trying to get back into it had a lot of fun when i went out with these guys out into out in wells and so uh thought i would better start getting back into it
0: yeah i uh we hunted a little around dylan this last september and there was a group of guys that were hunting the centennials and they were talking about how the wolves are starting to make their way into the centennials and then we dropped into the big hole and uh tyler had heard wolf owls during the night we didn't see any but um there's also been grizzly bears that have been coming into the big hole we went in and uh we ran into a guy a few miles in and uh, he said that on his gopro camera he had videoed a grizzly bear that didn't he didn't have an encounter with it but it had come within probably 100 yards and he was just motoring through which is crazy because i think they're predicting the grizzly bears that are in the big hole area are coming from the bob marshall so they're dropping down that's
1: a long ways a
0: couple hundred miles you know i was thinking they were like coming from the park but they said those are all bob marshall grizzly bears that are starting to inhabit the the big hole valley so mm. which is scary because you know anytime you have predators in areas you want to elk hunt it it makes it difficult to archery yeah. hunt because they just don't talk they don't bugle they're really quiet they're really skittish when there's when there's predators in there but Dillon area, for the most part, there's not a lot of wolves, so no. there's pretty good hunting, you know, opportunities in and around the Dillon area. South of Dillon, there's some good spots too. Yep.
3: Yep.
1: What's the name of the place you used to hunt? That had an interesting name. Bloody.
3: Oh, Bloody Dick Creek. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bloody yep. Dick. Yep. Yep, that was uh... actually that's not too far from tyler's place i don't yeah. know yeah so but it's been a lot of years That's yeah
0: just, back up in the polaris country yeah yeah there's some good elk hunting in the, up in that area how about you paul sheep show today any any that jumped <clears throat> out at you or
1: well i mean the first over business there's a, a guy from africa namibia and he hunts like wilderness zones but he <clears throat> he actually backpacks in and does it on foot like we do elk hunting here and it kind of caught my interest, so I went and talked to him for a little bit and got the ins and outs. And I think maybe not this spring, but maybe the following spring, I talked my brother into going with. But sound pretty interesting. It's uh, the three main that he targets are mountain zebra, oryx, and kudu. Uh, so, and then you can if you see anything else, you know, you can shoot it on opportunity. But uh, and then if you go do that, you can go to the coast and go surf fishing for sharks, or they have like some game birds like guinea fowls and like the, what they call them franklins and so it sounds like a pretty good time you know he's hmm. the dude that does it <clears throat> like kind of used to be like a triathlete so he's in, you know he's been in pretty good shape throughout his life but he and his wife kind of run the business and uh so i thought that was pretty so it's almost
0: it's like a backcountry
1: backcountry style Africa, african hunt, hunt. yeah and it's I've in never the mountains he says real desert he looked like a lot of scrub brush kind of rolling hills I asked him about cats. You know, is it you have to worry about you know a lion coming eating you? And he says no, there's no lions, but there's like there's some leopards up there, but they kind of stay away from you, and and they just had like a little you know a little pup backpack tent. And I asked him you know, about snakes. He says, uh, there's a few puff adders around, but generally you just see them on the road and run them over. But uh, other than that, he says no, it's real safe.
0: Huh? That's cool. Most African safaris are show up and eat three course meals and yeah. get up at eight o'clock and go sit in a watering hole. So that would be, that'd be a different experience if you yeah. went to, if you went to Africa.
1: Yeah. So I think that's, that kind of sparks my fancy. Not that I don't like eating a lot and drinking a lot and shooting stuff out of a
0: pickup, but that would be a different experience. Hunting on foot would be a lot more fun for yeah.
2: me.
0: Yeah. I, I, um I showed up this morning and uh, I met with a few guys. I had been, talking with previously, and then I I did a podcast with uh, Worldwide Trophy Adventures, which that was an outfit that I hunted with a few guys in New Zealand when I went a few years ago, so I caught up with a few of those guys, and um, I was over at BHA's um, booth talking to those guys, and um, it was, we were talking about how much of a small world it is. Um, I had actually met Randy Newberg a few years ago in Bozeman, and uh, he came come walking by and he come over. He put his hand out. He's like, "You look familiar." So we started talking, and we were just talking about elk hunting and talking about some of the stuff he had done this fall, because uh, he's got his TV show. And uh, so we were walking, and and uh, he he brings up, he goes, uh, "Yeah, I'm actually looking for Asian Mountain Outfitters." I said, "Oh, Brian Martin." He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "He's one of my clients," because Brandy's a, a CPA. Okay. So, which. It's crazy because it's a small world because I'm actually... One of the guys I'm here to see is is Brian who outfits over in Asia for Mm -hmm. um, Aragali sheep and Marco Polo sheep and and Ibex. So it was just crazy how much of a small world it is when Mm -hmm. all these guys are like interconnected. And Brian did a... uh, He did a seminar today on international traveling and, and hunting in Asia. And like some of the countries that he hunts in are... It's all Eastern Asia area, so... Or like Eastern Europe, kind of that area where it's like close to Russia. It's like pictures of like Afghanistan in the distance and mm-hmm. um, Kyrgyzstan and Tajikistan and all those areas that 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 he hunts in. But he uh, he's an outfitter and a guy there. He's been taking guys there for like fifteen years. He's a pretty interesting guy. But he was talking about you know getting ready and flying overseas and internationally. It's it's a different game when you've got a you know, bring weapons with you and you're flying uh, internationally, then, um, like if you're just flying, you know, to Florida to go shoot some pigs or something, it's, it's a totally different ball game when you go internationally. So he was talking about that. And, um, so I sat through that seminar, uh, and then, um, I met up with these guys, oddly enough, I knew Paul was coming to the show. I didn't even, I didn't even know Seth lived in Reno and it was kind of cool to, to hook up with these guys. And then, uh, I met up with another guy that uh, is a friend, uh, a guy that I know who's actually my neighbor, uh, Dan Adler, who's the owner of Diamond Outfitters in Arizona. So they outfit um, elk, coos deer, um, javelina, mule deer. Um, They actually, they've got a pretty good outfit. So I'm actually going to be catching up with him tomorrow and doing a podcast with him. So yeah, it was all all in all a pretty good day. Um, Didn't win a sheep tag, didn't win the... $2,500 $2500 raffle which we were all standing around waiting to hear one of our names but it's pretty crazy when you look at the odds for trying to win one of those raffle tags at these events that you're better off applying in Idaho or Nevada to try draw a sheep tag cuz it's mm-hmm. it's crazy the the odds in some of these the Western Expo in Salt Lake those are $5 tags and they sell hundreds of thousands of those and they only pick one and they give out I think there's like 10 or 12 sheep hunts at that event. So yeah, you're you're better off probably getting struck by lightning mm-hmm. or or you know, winning the lottery than probably getting some of these sheep tags that that they that they draw at these events. But it's cool. It's cool to come to these shows and see a lot of these guys that you see on TV or you know, personalities that you hear on podcasts and I it's it's pretty cool to just kind of be with a bunch of like-minded people that all are in you know, into this really for the same reasons that we are. So anyway, so to reflect back, so the, the four of us all went to school together in Butte, Montana, and it, it's crazy cause it's been like 12 to 15 years since we were all in school. And, uh, I always think back cause I usually go back to Butte every year. I'll go back and do some recruiting. And then I usually go hunting for a couple of weeks while I'm there. And, uh, it never ceases to amaze me, the people when I go back that are still in Butte. Like, you just got to show up to the VU, and, you know, who are you going to probably still see at the VU? Tom's still there. One time I went back, Peach was there, like, sitting at the bar in the same spot that he was. By like, way. 15 years ago, he oh was visiting. <laughs> but it's just Scotty Manzani. Oh, I, yeah. I'm sitting at the bar, and I, like, literally get lifted off my chair, and there's Scotty. I mean, it it's just you got to love Butte, but it's just amazing when you go back. It's like people just don't leave there. No. It's crazy. Shoot, I haven't been back in years. They had a good football team this year. Yeah, Did you guys straight. follow them?
1: Yeah. Followed
0: oh, yeah. yeah, they had um, – I think they made it to the semifinals and played in Georgia and yeah. got beat, but they had a really good season.
1: Yeah, they were playing without their running back and their uh, and their quarterback when they went down there.
0: Yeah, running back broke his leg and – I think he was still an All-American running back, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The I had uh, Coach Green out last year. He's doing these corporate talks now. I don't know uh, if you guys have seen. He yes. came here. Did he? A couple uh, months ago. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I had him out in January last year, and he did a talk at work, and then we spent the weekend golfing. So we got another event in April where he's going to come out. and Basically, all it is is a, a week long of drinking and, and eating out and Telling stories, yeah. which is never a bad time with that guy. Are You gonna go to jackpot? I'm thinking about it. We're it's talking a, about yeah. going. It's March, like it's St. <laughs> Patty's weekend. It's like the 17th, and
3: I think I got a pass, so I might be able to go this year.
0: Well, oh, Green, <laughs> Green called me uh, this last week, and I, this may be the last year that they do jackpotties. He was saying so. Mm. Um, I met my wife at jackpot, so <laughs> it's kind of a crazy story. The one time I went
3: Yeah met my wife.
0: Yeah, I met my well at the time. My girl well she was my she met her, then was girlfriend. We dated long distance and then we got married. So where was she living? She was living in Boise, Idaho. Hmm. So she was down there on a girls' weekend and we were all there with shaved heads and you know, eighties theme weekend and (laughs) I had I had a handlebar mustache, I had steps shaved in the side of my head. I had like an oblong object. You guys could probably know what type of object it was. Shaved in the back of my head, um, and I think I had by the end of the night. I think I ended up having on like Tanner Egan's corduroy jacket and uh, like Matt Vincent's uh, pants that Evil Can Evil like once wore on <laughs> a when he jumped over like Hoover Dam or something. <laughs> it was it was a pretty epic night. Larson got on karaoke and. Tore the house down at, at whiskey Pete's so or at uh, or cactus Pete's so. Have you guys been to Jackpot?
3: Yeah, I've been through there a few times.
0: Have you guys done the the ore digger weekend? Uh uh-uh. no. Yeah you you got you got to check that one off your list. Yeah, it's we a good went time. through there
2: a few weeks ago, and I think it was probably a lot tamer than ore digger weekend.
0: <laughs> yeah, well you can blink and drive through Jackpot. There's not a whole lot there. All the seniors, senior citizens, drive down from Idaho Falls, and that's where they go gambling is jackpot Nevada. Mm-hmm. So, tomorrow, are you guys going to plan to hit the show tomorrow, or are you guys, you guys, yeah. done with the show? I'm done.
3: Don't know. Got i might. Got to see what the kids are up to.
0: Mike's
2: family man. That's right. No, tomorrow is uh, kids' day at the show, oh. so they might enjoy it. So, are you
0: going to go then, Seth?
2: I, um, unfortunately, probably, I'm a little too big now to participate in some of the child activities, so I probably won't be going.
0: You won't do the uh, Easter egg hunt or anything for the kids? No. I'm going to plan on going tomorrow. I've got a couple guys I'm going to meet with, and I don't know. I think the afternoon I'm just going to probably hang out. I don't think I'm going to stay all day. You kind of go through and you see it once, and you know, you see kind of the same people, but um yeah i'm still I'm still going to check it out tomorrow I think there's a I think there's a banquet tomorrow night too that they're doing um, there was a banquet last night I think tonight they're doing all the draws for the one percent um, sheep tags so all the some of the raffles that were in the middle I think they were doing some of those raffles tonight so um, there's a ton of activities for these types of events the shot show was last week in Las Vegas I had a option to go to that but i couldn't really get out of work for the week and um, sci is coming up i think sci is coming back to reno next year
1: 2019
0: is it 19 when it comes back Yeah. is it a five-year cycle for sci
1: Mm, i don't know i think they they didn't they quit coming to reno because they didn't have the flight connections that they needed to get all these high-rolling people in here but i guess they've done something to upgrade, but that's what they cited as the main reason they're coming back.
0: Okay. I used to, well, when SCI was here, we used to come every year, and then when it went to Vegas, actually Vegas is closer than driving to Reno, but I just, I'm not a big Vegas fan. Me neither. Yeah. I'd rather actually come here than Vegas. Yeah.
1: That SCI shows something else. That, That thing's amazing.
0: Yeah. You know what's cool about SCI is when you go into the auction and just be like a fly in the wall in the back of the room, and watch the hunts how much people will pay for them and the chinchilla coats and the you know the montana silversmith bracelets it's crazy the amount of money that they Mm -hmm. that they you know will will raffle off and actually make for the cause some of the hunts too i mean you know you can buy you can you could easily go to the outfitter and purchase the the hunts for probably half the price that they go in those auctions. But the cool thing about the auctions is, is a lot of that money goes back into conservation too. So not all that money is you know just sits uh, in the you know the SCI holdings or it doesn't go all it doesn't all of it doesn't go to the outfitters either. So, but yeah, SCI is crazy.
1: Yeah,
0: when nuts. we when it when it was here a few years ago, they had a big five um, from Africa mount that had all life size animals of had an elephant had the rhino had the hippo had the whole big five the lion and it was all on one revolving mount it was the probably one of the coolest things i've ever seen yeah huge a life size elephant is is pretty big so that's cool and then uh the isc show was going on in sacramento this weekend so um those were pretty big events that 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 are outdoor expos and then uh, in salt lake on february 16 to 19 is the um, salt lake show the western uh, hunting a- expo so i'm going to be at that show uh, i've got quite a few guys lined up uh, on podcasts there i've got uh, Corey jacobson from elk 101 i've got jason carter from Ep- epic outdoors robert hanneman from hunting fool who uh, he's actually a montana native he actually lives in the bitter he's a good guy and then John McGannon is a uh, wild game chef, so uh, I don't know if cool. you guys ever read like Rocky Mountain Elk and some of those um, magazines. I know he he publishes, I think, in Western Hunter too. He's he's a complete wild game chef, so he publishes recipes and like how to cook elk certain ways and how how to cook deer certain ways. So he's he's pretty cool. That'll be a different podcast to get a guy on for uh, for doing wild game, you know eatery type stuff so that'd be a good one yeah that'll be cool and then who knows hopefully some impromptu guys will be there that i can catch up with but so anyway what's the plan what are we going to do tonight get some dinner get some dinner that's right it's crazy if i'd (laughs) asked you guys that 15 years ago at tech what would you have said
3: get drunk
1: (laughs) fat mike wants to eat (laughs) that's right
0: Get a thirty pack at the party yeah. shop for
1: for like eight bucks. Yep. Yeah, natural ice. Yeah,
0: Natty Ice or Keystone Ice, and <sighs> mm-hmm. we used to do the the Century Club. Do you guys do the Century Club? No, I never did do that. I know yeah, Tyler did, did it. Yeah, you did, did it, with it, Tyler,
1: didn't you? Did you yeah, do it
0: the time that we did it with Paul Stewart, who tried to do it with Jack Daniels? Were you there at you Jet Swartzrock's house?
3: Yes, I was. Yes, I was. Do you remember
0: him after about shot fifteen? That? Vaguely.
1: vaguely. God, did he die? I mean.
0: <laughs> so for the listeners, so Century Club is is you do 100 shots of beer in 100 minutes. So by definition, it, en- it en- actually ends up being like 15 beers in a matter of like two hours and like 40 minutes or something. So and you think like, oh, it's a shot of beer a minute. That's not a really big deal. But when you get to like 20, you're all like. You know, you're 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 writing the checks down, the Roman numerals, and the funny thing is when you get to like forty, like the Roman numerals go like one, like five, and then there's a slash, and then they like keep getting longer. So, we did it at at uh, a mutual friend of ours' house, and a guy that I brought, who was an offensive lineman, he was probably about six one, about two ninety, decided to uh, do Century Club with Jack Daniels. Oh so we're all doing shots of beers, he's doing shots of jack daniels and he actually he rallied for a while yeah he and then for a i think by the time we finished he was in the kitchen passed out face down in swartz rock's floor i mean mm-hmm. there who, was who was that was, the he did it with
3: jack his daniels. name
0: was his name was paul stewart he was he there was, for
3: a year right yeah he
0: was there for a year or two he was from jerome idaho yeah God, if I could, he he was like a 290 pound carrot top. Yep, you know <laughs> carrot top, the
1: mm-hmm. the
0: guy in Vegas. He's just the nicest guy, but he was just a big old cinnamon, and uh, he was a huge guy. He's just massive nicest guy in the world. And I remember, I'll never forget that night because we were all trying to pick him off the floor. We couldn't pick him up because it was like it was this massive dead weight. And uh, he he kept saying how he let Coach Green down and he let his girlfriend down and how he let all of us down we were like like I don't even think he'd ever drank before oh, if he hadn't he he, he had really got drunk before but yeah. oh man
3: I do remember that
0: yeah we also did the uh, race to a case where you would drink one beer every ten minutes and you had to drink a case that was a dorms thing so we'd go get a thirty pack of stones, go back to the dorms and we'd have a, a time or a, a a stopwatch or a you know, ten minutes and after ten minutes it'd beep. You better be through your beer and then you'd start again, you'd pop your next beer. So, you know, ten minutes is like, Yeah, I can drink a beer in ten minutes. Well, yeah, like you get to twelve and then you get to sixteen. So we did it at uh, when J.D.L. moved out of the dorms and he got his own place with his sister we did it down in his garage and uh we were doing it and we were just you know having beers jacob comes out with a big um, platter of spaghetti
3: <laughs> he's
0: on like beer 12 we're like what are you doing he's like i'm hungry so he just mows this platter of spaghetti down and by like beer 20 it was just oh it was ugly
1: here comes the spaghetti
0: but he rallied he got through it he came back and he got the he got the case the race for a case yeah Jesus what if we tried to do that now what would be the outcome I'd Century for Club four days <laughs> yeah <It would laughs> I'd call in sick for a week at work because I couldn't move yeah oh, God it's crazy how conditioned that you get
3: just I'd not make, only I'd never make
0: it I, I wouldn't make it either but no way but just the like the physical conditioning you know we were in even when we were playing in playing football but the the drinking condition was at a whole different level being in butte because inevitably there was always somebody one night a week who didn't have a final or a class or something that wanted to go out and drink right all right i'll go out so you you go out and you get you know dollar well drinks or you know dollar 50 beers
3: and you end up passed out on the floor of the m M&M. m <clears throat> underneath the urinal spread underneath eagle the urinal, spread eagle who have did that your friend signed your check for you so you could pay
0: that sounds like a story
3: that happened, yeah, Shogun had to sign my check for me couldn't uh couldn't write,
1: and then I let him <laughs> sleep on my couch after he'd passed out underneath the urinals at
0: the m M&M. m was that before <laughs> after the garbage omelette? I don't remember That was don't, after you that ate. was after yeah, Jesus, he's
1: looking at me, dude, we gotta pay and get out of here. Here, sign my check, I
2: can't <laughs> write. <laughs>
0: One of the best things that I remember about being in the VU was Thursday nights. It was always like the college night or whatever. You go in there and like put your debit card up. I remember one time, I was like, oh yeah, put it on my card. I bet I probably had, I should have had probably $100. I remember going in the next day to get my card because I was absolutely sloshed. I walked in there and I grabbed my card and Rick Zoani was in there. It was Sunday afternoon. And uh, he goes, yeah, here's your card. Um, eight bucks. Like, <laughs> Sweet, like how do you, nowhere ever anywhere else in the world but Butte, can you go in there and buy two drinks and walk out of there, you know walking on your lips? I mean, I'd swear yeah. butte's the only place you can do that.
1: I used to go down there for they said the uh the beards for a buck in the in the corner, and there was like rainier lights p b r I didn't that, no PBR that was that was like premium. Yeah. <laughs> it was like what else was it like?
0: Schmidt's. Yeah, shit like that. Animal and beer. Like, yeah, Ams. Uh,
1: went in there for five bucks. And I usually bought every other one back, so you get five beers, and then they buy everyone back, so you get at least seven or eight beers for five bucks. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Where else in the world can you do that? You can't do that anywhere else. I don't think I've ever gotten a free drink in in California ever. No. You get two drinks, and you sit down. It's like, oh, that'll be $19.50. Yeah,
1: speaking of you don't like Vegas, me and the old lady walked into Bellagio, sat down at a bar. Yeah, we'll have two martinis. Yeah, that's $36. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can have these back.
0: Yeah, it's like, or if you just go sit over here and put $10 in the slot machine, it's free, right? Yeah. On some of the video casino casinos that have video poker but oh it's crazy my wife and i'll sit we'll sit and play like kino, like five cent kino and get drinks and then people will come blowing in like hey i need two vodkas da 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 da. and they'll pay like 60 bucks for the drinks it's like just you know throw a five in and play some kino, get a drink and walk away but yeah. <clears throat> not everyone thinks like me Mike, I remember another story about you in college, uh, but, yeah, we won't. There's lots of stories about <laughs> me in college. His birthday story? <laughs> the birthday cake? Yeah. No. I, no. Yeah, yeah there's we, lots of stories about me in college. We, so we won't talk, talk, talk about that. Paul, you want to grab me another one? You bet. Seth, I remember one night you and I went out. Were you with me the night when Fifley got pulled over? You know Fifley lives here? Does he really? Yes. Yeah. I saw him at the Coach Green thing. Clinton Fifley?
3: Yeah.
0: Didn't he have a brother, too? Thank you. Yeah,
3: what's that? Well that? Was- yes, please.
0: Is that Derek Fife? No. Darren Fife, I mean, you think. Yeah. So yeah. remember Fife had that Daytona? Cop <laughs> magnet, I'm sure. A hot sports car like Thank that. You. Had the hatchback. So one night, like, and I'm not kidding you, we were leaving the Irish Crimes, and I bet eight of us piled in that car. Krieger was in there, Um Jen Scoyne. I don't remember Jen Scoyne. She was a Chinook native. She played basketball for a while. She was like 6'8". So she was gangly in that car. And we're, we're heading to we're your old house when you live with Krieger and Fifley. And I look back and I'm in the hatchback like legs like <laughs> pushed up against the glass. And all I'm seeing is red and blue. And I'm thinking, oh God. So Fifley never really drank. And he was actually a designated driver. But the cup pulls us over and he's, I remember, uh, clear as day. I remember watching him point the flashlight in the car. And I mean, there was probably, I'm I'm not kidding you. There was at least eight bodies in this two, two door hatchback. So we all bust out the back and it was like, I don't know if you've ever seen that video of that van that rolls and like 30 Hispanic people come running (laughs) out of it. It was the same thing. So, um, they end up stuffing Fifele they put him in the car, in the cop car, they had him in handcuffs. Krieger and I walk over to the car and we just start pointing at him and start laughing. And you know, he's just sitting there like this looking out the window. Poor Fifey. It was terrible. <clears throat> so we all walk back um to your guys' house and there's Fifley sitting on the curb. The cop drove him to the back to his house, dropped him off and left him there. That was the beauty of Butte, right? Oh yeah. You yeah. couldn't you had to you had to really screw up to get in trouble in butte i know a number of times where i got pulled over with people that they should have got duis and i'll let you walk if this car moves tonight i'm coming back to find you yes sir
3: or they'd follow you home
0: or they'd follow you home
1: Uh, after i had my shoulder surgery i was in this big sling and a pillow kind of like the the guy you saw today and he had so i was sitting there and it was deke houston me some other people. Anyway, so people we didn't even know were out fighting. Of course, and then Tyler goes out. He's going to be the peacekeeper. Oh, no, no. You know, break it up. Don't, you know, they're out in the street. Old know, the lefty. Vo- yeah. The voos on a hill, you know, it goes. It starts going down towards towards the school. And this drunk guy takes a poke at Tyler. And Deke's standing right behind Tyler. And so after he takes a poke at him, Deke bear hugs him with the guy's arms sucked down next to his side. And so Tyler... He takes a swing at this guy, you know. You know, Southpaw just like yeah. reaches back from Kansas and just clocks this guy. He, like knocks him out, and he falls down on the damn street. And right in front of the VU, like out. And he starts. So Deke lets, kind of let lets go of him because he's dead weight. And he starts rolling down the hill. And every time he rat, rolled over, Tyler would kick him. <laughs> and just kept kicking him down the hill. Cops pull up. And apparently the cops knew these kids that were fighting. They didn't know us. And the cops get out of the car like, gosh darn it, Billy. I told you not to do this again. Now get in your car and get the hell out of here. <laughs> so
0: I know. First name, yeah. first name basis.
1: They bring up the brawl, know the kids, and make them get in their car drunk to go home.
0: you got to love Butte. I remember probably one of the funniest things I ever witnessed coming out of the VU, VU closed at 2, 2.30. We walk out, and I'm going to leave the name unanimous but i see this spare tire get pulled out of the back of this truck across the street from the vu and i'm thinking oh god what the heck's he doing so he grabs the tire and he rolls it down park street oh god and the tire's going <laughs> this car pulls out so <laughs> <laughs> this car you know at the bottom of the hill where it flattens out and then yeah. it goes up by the pasty shop and the party party shop the party shop there this tire goes all the way down Park Street. This car pulls out and it starts to turn and just smashes the <laughs> rear quarter panel of the car. The wheel hits it and pops up and the car like lifts up. Oh, dude. <laughs> Only in Butte you would oh, someone would do that and get away with it, right? I would never think of doing that anywhere else but no. in Butte
1: what happened to the car did he just take off or did he
0: get out and no the guy got out and he takes a tire and he throws it to the side and he's of course he's cursing we're all standing up there everyone's cheering as it's rolling down go oh, go God. go cuz the the goal was was to get it to the bottom of the hill see how far it would go this freaking guy's pulling out and just busted the side of his car
1: and you know how heavy those tires are with the rim i mean with the little inertia behind it well this it. Oh, was a God.
0: this was a truck spare tire so Oh, my God. It just must have pummeled that car. It did. It was like a Ford Taurus, and the back quarter panel just <laughs> exploded. Oh, God. Too many good stories in old Butte, Montana. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. So, 2017, do you guys make any resolutions this year? Seth? Uh, no resolutions. Try not to pick up any new vices.
2: Vices? Yeah. You elaborate on that? I I'm not sure I really can. Uh just uh keep up the clean living. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Smoke less cracked. No, crack, no right? more bad habits. <laughs> yeah. Did you get weaned off the sauce or what? No, I'm gonna go ahead and keep that as a habit. Okay. How hmm. about you, Mikey? Any um, no anything for the new year?
3: No. No, just keep plugging away. I don't really have any Major goals or resolutions for the year. So. It
0: doesn't even feel like, I mean, I always look at back and reflect on the years. I don't even know where 16 went. And here it's 2017.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's just, is it crazy or is it just me that the days and the years keep going by a little quicker? Go by quicker. It's hard to keep track. I know every year I throw a pack on my back. My knees hurt a little more. I know that.
1: Mm-hmm. going downhill hurts a little more.
0: And I tell people I will go uphill any day of the week before I'll go downhill. And I know people think it's crazy, but man, putting a hundred pounds on your back and going downhill is, is brutal torture yeah. in my opinion. I'd much rather go uphill.
1: Yeah. You know, but I used to make fun of the people that did it with those trekking poles. But when you got a hundred pounds on your back and you got those poles, man, they are
0: nice. That is the only way to go. I'll tell you one of the probably the most valuable things in my pack are my trekking poles. I had them this last fall, and um, we were packing out those elk. And, of course, Tyler and my other buddy I brought up, they were they were giving me crap about it. But I was like, here, yeah. take them off. I give them to them. When you're going uphill and you're just grinding, yeah. there's nothing better. And even going downhill, they yeah. take a lot of pressure off your off your legs. Yeah,
1: that's when I like them is going downhill loaded. It just keeps you upright. Yeah. So it takes a lot of stress off your back and your yeah. knees.
0: Yeah, trekking poles are... They're the only way to go, in my opinion.
1: I used to make fun of the hippies that used them, but I have to renege on that. I was like, yep, they're pretty solid.
0: Now our we used to go hike Yosemite Falls every year, and um, there was always the folks that had on all their Patagonia gear, and you know they had long hair and they had trekking poles, and but see that's like all granite, so it's like to me like trekking poles there aren't is i mean that's they're not as forgiving i guess because you're walking on hard surfaces and on that hike but when you're in the mountains and it's soft surface like that I, there's nothing yeah. better than a good set of trekking poles what else it's a digger reunion or a bunch of old
1: farts yeah
0: i know we I gotta ask for to we remember.
2: gotta ask for permission to where was quarter beer night wasn't there a place that had quarter beer night? Was it the Silver scoop? Dollar? The scoop, yeah. The that's scoop. What I was thinking of yeah. down on the the
0: scoop. Yeah.
1: Wow. Ooh. I was trying to remember that name for somebody the other day, and I couldn't remember it, and it just popped in my head. That was my twenty-first birthday, right there. At
0: the scoop. The moose
3: rule. Moose rule.
0: Yep. <clears throat> How'd your night end up?
3: Not good. <laughs> Not
0: good. <laughs> Mike, when did you go out and the, and the nights ended up okay? Not, not, very not, many. not very often. Not very often. God the scoop. You know the crazy thing about Butte is is there's three bars on every freaking corner and there's ten in between everywhere you go.
3: <laughs>
0: but there's nothing as good as the party palace, in my opinion. The party palace? Yeah. Down just down from the um the M M&M and M on the corner. Oh. Did you guys ever go to the Party Palace? They
1: opened that like when we were like juniors or seniors. We never really went in there much.
0: You were lucky to have a full set of teeth in the whole place, even when it was packed.
2: We were uh, That includes dentures. That was right around the corner from the M&M. Yeah, right down. brave enough to go in there, I don't think. Why not?
1: We got to be Maloney guys. At least I did. Maloney's
0: wasn't bad. Did the KC a lot, too. KC was good. Yep. All the all the rats were in the KC, Yeah. or the cl- the club thirteen was big, yeah, for a while. That was yep. Butte Rat Central. Uh, yeah, yeah. What was the place? Um, just down from Butte High, I I got in there when I was like fourteen. I came and visited my brother as a freshman. <laughs> the Mint. No, it was right down from Butte High. The um, Scandia wasn't the skank. <laughs> yeah, wasn't the skank. I got a story about the Scandian Spud McGee's Arizona. Arizona. Oh, yeah, yep. Arizona, that was big for a while. Yeah, my freshman year, when that's I
2: went, where went, I
0: came in. down and saw my brother. I think you guys—I think it was a playoff game when you guys were red shirts. And mm-hmm. That was the '97 team, and I got into that place, Arizona. I was—I think I was 14 or 15—and absolutely mesmerized at like life at that yeah. age because, like, not many kids get into a bar at the age of 14. But that's
1: why I ended up going to Tech because I went for a recruiting trip, and. We went to a basketball game, and uh, Brian Larson was taking Danny Green when Danny Green is about this tall. <laughs> and people are shooting free throws; they're throwing them up in the air behind the the people throwing the the free throws, you know. And I will sitting there somewhere, so they were a bunch of goofballs. So we went to the basketball game, and then we went out drinking to the VU afterward, and it was wall to wall. And then all the like uh, Chuck Forgey, who was a Really good football player, like a He was graduate, a coach, wasn't he? He was yeah, an old line coach. O-line coach. And he had uh graduated the year before Mike and I was there. You know, he's part of the team that went to the national championship. So he was one of the bartenders. Haskett was one of the bartenders. Oh yeah. And he's like, Shelby's like, finest. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he goes, and they're like, Yeah, this guy's a recruit, you know, uh for next year. And so when they said that like all drinks are free right <laughs> and so here I am you know maybe drinking twice in my life like I actually drank and then I go to Butte Montana and just get absolutely shit shithoused it is. <laughs> you know, in high school you know? I think
0: it was a rite of passage on everyone's recruiting trip yeah. to go to Butte and experience what life was like in the bar scene being underage yeah. I recall many times Butte high girls in the bars continuously like all the time I mean, I used to use my brother's ID to get into the bars. So, but then everyone knew my brother there, so it was like they didn't yeah. care. They didn't care. Yeah, the Scandia. We were there. Actually, you know, Spud McGee's was below the Scandia, right? Yeah. The, the Scandia was up above, and then there was the the pool pool table bar below. We were in there one night, and this guy's in there, and he was he was a I think he was a Butte guy, but. He was kind of running his mouth. There was like ten of us, 10 15, 10 or fifteen of us football players in there. We'd come down from the Scandia one into Spuds, and um, this guy like literally like stands up and he he has like a weird moment and he starts like going off like screaming and arm I'll arm wrestle any of you guys. So somehow I raise my hand like I'll arm wrestle you. So <laughs> it's like this big thing. So we all go and we all sit down and we get this table and it's just a small little round table. And of course, you know, lock up here and then holding the other side of the table here on both sides. And he was actually a pretty big guy. There was a bunch of people lined up around the table. And, uh, one of my buddies, his girlfriend was standing there and, uh, he was at, she was actually standing to my right. And there was, like I say, there was a bunch of people around the table. So my one buddy puts his hand on top and, takes it off so we start going and we're like sitting there like stalemated and and i'm starting to kind of like gain on him a little bit and he pulls his hand back and of course everyone's like oh oh." so he comes back up and we lock up arms again and i don't i don't arm wrestle like who arm wrestles right so i'm sitting there and i'm like literally like we let go again and i'm slowly like probably at like three quarters of the way the guy pulls his hand back goes to throw a punch at me and I do one of these things and that chick's standing right there and just wham, knocks her out cold. So like fifteen oh, of us just jumped this guy right and you're talking about Tyler kicking the guy down the hill. We just we curb kicked this guy and we whooped the crap. She was done. She 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 instantly had a black and blue eye and her nose like her septum was like deviated because her oh, nose was God. like absolutely just throttled her. Who was this guy? That was Butte, some rat. Some, some rat. guy in there all by himself, drunk,
2: <clears throat> raising hell.
0: Dude. But like, like, you would only tell that story in Butte, or you would only see that, or that would only happen in Butte, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't happen in Bozeman. No. No. Other things happen in Bozeman. Actually, my brother is infamous at the Rock and Arbor. Is Didn't the Rock and Bar burn down? It blew, blew up. up. It blew. Yep. Leak, is that what happened to it gas leak it? explosion did was that the bar that had all the I, fake ids in it in bozeman downtown I, i'm trying to think of that might have been the crystal might have been the crystal is
1: that the one with the bras on the chandelier and the elkhorns and stuff
0: i remember it was i think it was my red shirt year so we didn't travel and it was cat grizz and we went to bozeman and i was using my brother's id to try to get in and Jay deal was was making fakes then for everybody they all get in with these Wisconsin and Nebraska licenses. And I've got the Montana one of my brother, and it was an expired license, but it was one of Harley's. And, you know, he was 21, 22 at the time. And I gave him that. And they took it, kicked me out. And then I literally watched them. They go back and they sit on the wall. And I take a staple gun and just hammer it right on the wall. And then they write something on it. There used to be a whole wall full of, of fake IDs. So Harley was infamous at one point in there. <laughs> Oh, good times. Well, boys, you want to wrap it up? Sure. Not literally, but figuratively speaking. So, closing comments, Seth. Anything? Anything uh, you want to say? Thanks for letting me participate and participate in your uh, mm. podcast. Participate—that's no, a new whatever, word. Whatever it was. Yeah. No, you were an active. Uh, you were an active participant. Thank you. Yeah. Just let me know when you need me to come back. Yeah. What I'll probably do is I'll probably schedule you for a Skype phone call so you and I can sit and at a screen and look at each other right. and, and talk about coyotes and wolves and predators. I actually like predator hunting. I've got a bobcat on my um, on my uh, my game cam right now that I've been trying to track. So, Mike, anything to close out?
3: Yeah, it's always good to get together with you guys. So it's good to see you again. Yeah, we don't get together with these guys as much as I should, even though I live in the same spot. So. So
0: you're using me as an excuse to bring everyone together. That's right. That
3: works.
0: (laughs) That's all good. Ricky, what about you?
1: No, nothing earth-shattering. Shit, I haven't seen you since college. Yeah. Or Vegas.
0: Christ was a kid.
1: The time in Vegas where you had like the mullet going down.
0: Yeah, I've had multiple personalities. We were talking about a trip to Vegas that... We could not even
3: remember which one it was. We must
0: have been, well... We, I, I drove, Yeah,
3: and I just know because I got a flat tire in Vegas. That's the only reason I remember that. And I remember I ran out of money, and I just graduated college. That's <laughs> about all I remember from it.
0: It's scary um, when seriously? the trips to Vegas are yeah. a blur. On that trip, he picks me up in Bakersfield. <laughs> I think I had a 30-pack of bush or something. And from Bakersfield to Barstow, I think I'd had 10 or 12 empty beer cans in the back. I told him, I said, if you don't pull the car over i'm a, I'm gonna wet my pants in your car he goes wait like we're just getting a barstow he's like wait so we are making the bend from 58 on to 15 i literally kicked the door open yeah. and just so he pulls over and i couldn't hold it anymore like i literally it was gonna it was gonna come out my butthole if it didn't come out the yeah. front end it was that bad but the problem is i don't remember any of that trip which tells me that we had a good time it was it we had a good time Actually I do remember part of that trip, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about it right now. Yeah. But no. Um thanks for being here, thanks for uh participating. Um
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> normally my podcasts are you know, we talked a little shop, we talk some hunting fishing, right? Yeah. But it you can't get on here and be all serious, we gotta have a little fun. Our first podcast we did up in Montana, Tyler was on that one and uh that was actually pretty fun. Tyler's Tyler's getting into this stuff and him and I talk basically every day now so uh, and his brother-in-law and my brother we're all kind of in on the RNA outdoor stuff so but the podcast is cool. it reaches a pretty big network. the podcast has really taken off. We've got a lot of subscribers so you guys uh, might get asked one day to you know uh, get some insider information or I'll probably put your guys' name in the in the show notes on the <laughs> podcast so. If you want to know how to, let's see, call in coyotes, talk to this guy. If you want to know how to not apply for 12 years, talk to this guy. And if you want to know where to (laughs) shoot Chucker in Reno, talk to this guy, maybe. Yeah. Or if you want to know how to be a good father. That's right. I got to give it up to you, Mike. There you go. You're a good dad. Thanks. Okay. Well, we're going to sign off. We're going to go grab something to eat and... uh, We'll catch up with everyone later. So anyway, thanks for listening, listeners, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Hey, everyone. This is Lucas Pa, host of the RNA Outdoors podcast. Please check out Podbean and iTunes. If you have an iPhone or iPad, go to Podcasts app on your device Search for RNA Outdoors and hit the purple subscribe button. When doing this, it'll automatically upload when new podcasts are loaded and they will download into your queue. For Android users, you can access the podcast through Podbean, Stitcher, or just use our website, www.rnaoutdoors.com forward slash podcast. In addition, under the RNA Outdoors podcast channel, please leave a review and a five star rating. These reviews help boost our popularity and outreach. You can also follow us on our social media outlets, Twitter at RNA Outdoors, Instagram at Rod N Arrow Outdoors, and Facebook, RNA Outdoors. All links are in the show notes as well. If you like what you've heard, we hope you'll pass along our channel to your friends and colleagues. Keep up the good fight. We cannot sit by and watch the public lands devoted to wildlife protection wither away. There's simply too much at stake. Make your voice heard, speak up, get involved with conservation efforts, and know that every little bit helps. As we say on the mountain, see you guys on the next ridge.